0: Welcome Walnut, I'm Lara but You Can Call Me Laz, your host for Walnut Wednesday. This is your reminder to be brave, be yourself and know that you can make the world a better place just by what you decide today. Here, I'm going to share my weekly Walnuttings with you on a Wednesday. walnut it is me lads here for another episode of walnut wednesday welcome welcome i hope you're having a lovely week this week i am very excited to introduce my guest anna to the
1: podcast hello hi so nice to meet you so nice to be here
0: nice to meet you too so anna and i haven't actually met in real life and we haven't we've only just kind of become online friends so this conversation is like a kind of our first conversation
1: right we have no idea what's going to come up <laughs>
0: it's so good so Anna I'll get you to introduce yourself um to the walnuts listening first of all and then we'll
1: see what happens (laughs) yeah this is the hardest part it's like how do I define myself in you know a certain number of characters but essentially I'm a woman's life coach and self-leadership coach I, five years ago, I started my business after getting enormously burnt out in the corporate world. I'm a corporate dropout. I worked in sort of marketing and um, as an EA to CEOs for a number of years. And just, it's so funny, I was just reflecting on this today. I didn't realize how miserable I felt until I felt happy and until I felt aligned and until I felt empowered and until I felt lit up going to work every day. And So my biggest mission has really been, it came about through really healing myself and finding myself and it sounds so cliche, but it truly was like, there's got to be more to life than this. Like, this isn't how I meant to wake up feeling every day and, and what I meant to be living for. And so I set about on this path of personal development of just understanding myself and just, I was always a really curious kid and I just wanted to understand myself better and I became really passionate about it and yeah one thing led to another. And now I'm a, yeah, a life coach. I've had a business for five years. I've recently become a breathwork facilitator and I have a podcast as well called the full circle podcast. So yeah, that's me. Oh my
0: gosh. I feel like, cause I am still a corporate worker weaning off the corporate life. I'm not like a big take the leap steps kind of person, but I've just started my like weaning off journey into doing this walnut thing full time. Mm. And, um, So I feel very strongly connected to your story because I'm just curious for my, I feel like you're those few steps ahead of me, which is like really exciting. So I can ask you questions for a friend. (laughs) It's 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 so
1: funny. And so many people reach out to me on Instagram and they will have heard one of my earlier podcast episodes and they're like, oh my God, I'm at my corporate job and I'm trying to leave and the And so many people just resonate with that story. So yeah, we can absolutely go into that.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. And one of the things that um, we kind of connected over was like hearing the Kiwi accent. So like, both you and I, we follow like, really inspirational, big time coaches, and they're all from sort of, you know, US or Canada or whatever. And um, we kind of came across each other with like the familiar accent coming up. So how did you get, where did the personal development stuff start for you? And I'm curious.
1: That is such a great question. I have a memory of being given the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Oh
0: my gosh, I have that right here.
1: It's so <laughs> good. It's, it's, I feel like everyone should just be given that book at school. And I think I was given it when I was maybe between 18 and 20. And I remember reading it on this flight to the Gold Coast. And I was just like, holy shit. Like nothing has really landed for me in the way that this content landed for me. And I just like started soaking up everything. And what was after that? I don't know. I guess it was a series of events. Like I feel like a lot of my life I was operating on autopilot, right? Like mm-hmm. until I had developed self-awareness, everything was just on autopilot. And so I wasn't aware until I became aware. <laughs> so <laughs> I think my first moment of awareness was becoming really interested in wellness. And I just started to really soak up like wellness and supplements and food and nutrition. And I wanted to be in that world. And so I enrolled in a um, a holistic health coach certification with IIN, which is a school in the U S and yeah, I just started seeing what people in the U S were doing, you know, coaching is a massive industry over there and people were so like, not afraid to put themselves out there and they're not afraid to shine and, you know, be on big stages. And I guess I had that kind of desire within me whilst still existing in New Zealand, which is very much tall poppy syndrome and, you know, don't, don't be too much. Mm So. I don't know, I just I just followed the alignment and I followed what was pulling me and calling me and nearly every coach I've worked with has been American. And I love having that energy behind me because it's something that we get to lease the frequency of right of like, if we don't have that within ourselves, we can lease that from someone else. And that's why coaching and mentorship is so powerful because we get to tap into someone else's energy. So yeah, that's it in a in a walnut nutshell. Oh,
0: Very cool. Very cool. I love it. I I always am curious how people like stumbled onto their little path. So, and I do need to know the story of leaving the corporates just real quick. We don't need to spend a lot of time here, but I need to know what happened and how you did it asking for a friend.
1: (laughs) Okay. Here is the I'll give you the, like the long story short, but it's really a short story long. But essentially I developed anxiety and I started like every day in the workplace, I started having these heart palpitations and I was like, what the fuck is happening to me? What is going on? And it started occurring more and more and I was becoming breathless and I would sit at my computer and I just couldn't focus and I couldn't make decisions and I struggled to prioritize. And every email that was coming into my inbox was like a, a red alert <laughs> like a panic a panic went off inside my body and what I later learned was that my nervous system was so dysregulated that it couldn't determine what was a threat and what was not a threat and so everything was treated as a threat mm-hmm. and so it was from and, and and prior to that I'd been through a really rough breakup I'd moved home from Australia after living over there for eight years and my life was just kind of going really 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 fast and I didn't have the practices or the nervous system in order to cope with things and I also hadn't healed the trauma from that relationship and so it all you know as it always does it all kind of comes about in this dark night of the soul this massive kind of awakening where so from those heart palpitations from those first flutters of anxiety I had my first panic attack and then got driven to A&E by my mum, and was pushed through as a priority one like literally thinking I was dying Because in my family, we don't have anxiety. Like we don't have, you know, panic attacks or anxiety. It wasn't something that was really welcomed in my family. And so I literally thought I was dying and then to be rushed through A&E and then told very calmly by this doctor of like, oh, you just had a panic attack. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) All of this for that? (laughs) I was and dying. <laughs> I was like, "Please take me seriously." <laughs> and I was given some medication and sent home, and and that was really the turning point of waking up and going, "How how did this happen to me? Like, how does someone who's seemingly quite healthy and quite you know switched on develop anxiety and, and get to this point?" And so, um, okay, I just came back to your question, which was, "How did you actually leave the corporate job?" So, I ended up talking to my employers about that and said, "Look, I'm I'm not coping." And they suggested that I take holiday leave. And I said, What? Are you joking? <laughs> is, is this a joke? And um they eventually like lowered my my work, you know, they they took some projects off me and lowered my work amount and blah blah blah. And then I just thought, I'm not, I'm not doing this. And so I booked a one-month trip to Bali. I'd been on a retreat to Bali like a year before or something, and was like, I need to come back here. And so I just had so much audacity. I'd already, I was already studying Um, for a year. And I thought, I'm just going to, I'm just going to run my first retreat in Bali. Like how hard can it be? And so I planned this retreat. I sold it out. I booked a month long trip to Bali and I decided if they don't give me this time off to go to Bali, I'm just going to quit. And then I quit before it got to that point anyway. So that's the story. I just quit. I was just like, fuck it.
0: Yeah, you got to that little little point. I've had other jobs where like I felt that little niggle, like uh, and then like one tiny thing happened. I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm applying for other things. Yeah, <laughs> you just a moment where you just had to make that like snap decision.
1: Yeah, it
0: really is it really does get to be that simple? I I had a feeling that this would be how it happened for you, but sometimes I just want like the magic, like one, two, three. How to step into <laughs> how? Well, not just myself, all the walnuts listening to. I, I can
1: imagine. Yeah. um Thank and you so much. If, if I can just add something in there, because I, I obviously work with women now, and I see this so much, and so much of it is that we don't trust ourselves. Yeah, and we favour the familiar versus favouring the unknown, and so. Our nervous system will much rather stay in something which is familiar, like a job that we hate or a relationship that feels, you know, unhappy or, you know, living at home with our parents, even though it sucks. Our nervous system will feel so much more comfortable doing that than leaping into the unknown. And so that's just something that like every single one of us is up against. We have this this fear and this fight within us to stay within our comfort zone. And so the more that we can build self-trust, the more that we can just sort of expand our window of tolerance to do things that feel scary and to really like come into our intuition and really start to listen to that discernment and that inner, you know, that inner knowing because the inner knowing is always there. So can we practice just listening to it all the time?
0: Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for adding that. Um, One thing I wanted to sort of, get you to explain to, um, the Walnuts listening as well was you posted on Instagram sort of recently, it was a little bit, um, it was a little bit, it was still to do with anxiety, but how, um, you wouldn't put, you wouldn't just ignore the smoke alarm going off in your house. And I just wondered, can you talk to that analogy a little bit more? Because I felt like I really, really resonated with that a lot. That's a really great metaphor, you know?
1: Yeah. And I wish I know, I wish I remember where I heard that from, it must've been on a podcast, but essentially it was, we treat anxiety like this thing that needs to be like silenced or this thing that just needs to be switched off. And, and we, you know, there can be so much stigma and shame and, and even confusion around what anxiety actually is. And what I say with all of our emotions, all of our emotions, whether we deem them good or bad is it's just a feedback system. It's just a feedback loop. And so the more that we can approach anxiety or sadness or anger or hurt or jealousy or any of those emotions with curiosity, there is so much wisdom within that. And so the smoke alarm signal thing is like, if the smoke alarm was going off in your house, cause you burnt the toast, you wouldn't go and like yell at the smoke alarm and throw it out the window and like bash it and, and, and hope that it quiets. You'd go and check what was burning. And so it's the exact same thing with anxiety. If we're experiencing these feelings like anxious thoughts or worry or panic attacks or whatever it is, however yours manifests, it's different for everyone. Can we just go inwards and get curious about, I wonder what this is about? Because looking backwards on my journey, if I had, have just said, am I resting enough, am I, have I got support around me? Have I got friends around me who feel really nurturing? Am I in a job that really lights my soul on fire? Do I, you know, have self care practices? Do I take time to get to know myself? Like all of that would have been hell no. <laughs> yeah. And I could have deconstructed that, and I could have, you know, we we can only connect the dots looking backwards, not looking forwards. But had I have had had I have approached that with curiosity rather than like what is wrong with me? Why am I broken? Mm. I might have ended up in a very different place.
0: Yeah, but yeah. it got you to here, right? Exactly.
1: <laughs> I might still be in the corporate world if I had have had curiosity, and then. Yeah. Blah.
0: Yeah, I made yeah. imagine. Oh my gosh! Oh, I'm yeah. so. Ex- I'm you. Talking to you makes me feel very excited.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. And do you know what, Lara Fear and excitement feel the same in the body. They have the same frequency. Mm. And so often when people are like, "Oh, I'm so scared. I'm so scared of that," I say, "Are you, or is that actually excitement?" Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah.
0: I call it scare sighted. It's like this feeling I get in my body when I just know I'm going to do something, but I'm really scared, but I'm really excited at the same time.
1: <laughs> I, love I love it. Cause you've still got the sweaty palms. You've still got mm. the racing heart. You've still got the like, ah, yeah. so
0: I suppose, Anna, does it, do you still get anxiety a little bit now? Or is it more that scare sightment because you're, it's like a, an up level thing rather than like a f- totally overcome with fear thing. Mm. or Overwhelm, you know?
1: that is so interesting because about three or four days ago I had this moment where I was like, oh, I don't have anxiety anymore. I don't, you know, I don't experience anxiety anymore. And then the very next day or like two days later, I was like, what is going on? What is this feeling? <laughs> and I mean, you always get what you need. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I have a firm belief that whatever you are, I mean, whatever you're teaching, you're kind of, you're going to experience, you're going to get slapped in the face with whatever it is that you're teaching. And so at the moment in my work, I'm teaching a lot about, um, self-leadership and personal power and boundaries. And so I feel like the universe delivers the curriculum that you need. And there's a lot of (laughs) curriculum coming my way, which my nervous system is just like, Oh, not this again. Like, Oh, do we have to deal with this? And yeah. And so I, I still experience the sensations of anxiety, but I know now that it's okay. My nervous system is taking on too much. I need more rest. I need to call in more support. What have I been doing for the past month, which perhaps hasn't been supportive in my menstrual cycle. And it's more just a, huh? Okay. This is information versus I'm broken.
0: Yes. I love that information versus I'm broken. And and the time that it goes on is much shorter now because you know, how to deal with that information and how to process that information and where to put that information. Right.
1: Uh, Mm Yeah.
0: Um, let's talk about boundaries because that's something that I call myself a recovering people pleaser. (laughs) So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome. Um, no, and I've been doing a lot of work on, um, on boundaries, and in, in that space of like learning to say no, learning to say yes, um, thinking of myself, what actually is, does selfish mean to me, um, things like that. So I would love for you to um, talk about your version of boundaries and how you kind of implement that in in your in your life as a as a life coach in New Zealand in Auckland.
1: <laughs> yeah. oh gosh, oh my gosh, it's such a big topic, and I wish I remembered when. I started learning about boundaries because I, I absolutely, they were not present growing up and even now, like trying to set boundaries or have a boundaries conversation with my mom is like the hardest thing in the world. And that's what I hear from most of my clients is setting boundaries with family is like just the worst. (laughs)
0: Oh Yes. Oh my gosh.
1: And for good reason right like the dynamic it's a completely different dynamic because the parent has always been the person who put the boundaries on us and created boundaries for us and we're now asking to switch roles and we're setting boundaries with the parent it's like it's so discombobulating. and I actually have a free boundaries course that I can share with your listeners if they we can put it in the show notes but they just go to anasquelch.com forward slash b-o-y-b which stands for boss of your boundaries so that's um, a resource that I'll share with you all so
0: might need to take that myself
1: <laughs> do it and I also have a master class called big girl boundaries so I'll send you both of them and you can just you know just party just party Amazing. on the
0: boundaries. yes please do yeah we'll pop them yeah. in the show notes for you all night like, definitely
1: Yeah. And I think looking back on, you know, my journey with the corporate burnout and with the anxiety and with, you know, dating a string of emotionally unavailable men and all of the circumstances in my life, I think I looked back on it and it was an absence of boundaries and that's because I didn't know what they were that's because society doesn't really support women having boundaries and women you know standing in their power we live in a patriarchal society where women should be demure and they should be you know amenable and palatable and and say yes and be kind and all of those things and so it was more a a learning of what they were and then just having this awareness and this light bulb moment of like oh it's actually okay for me to say no to my friends because I wasn't a big drinker growing up. Like I wasn't really into alcohol. And I I now know why that was because I'm very spiritual. I'm very energetically connected. And, and so alcohol would always just make me feel like an alien. Mm-hmm. And, But I didn't know that I could say no to going out and getting drunk or going out and partying or going out to the party or whatever the, th- the thing was. And so I would say yes to things and then live with this like dread for that like, oh my God, there's a party in a week that I've said yes to, and I really don't want to go. I'm going to let someone down. And then I would pull out at the last minute, and then I would feel the guilt. And then, oh my God, my friends are you know not going to want to be my friends anymore. And I just created this vicious cycle of like not knowing how to say no. So I'd say yes, and then suffer all of the emotional consequences afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it was really just an unlearning of all of that and like giving myself permission to actually say no and actually advocate for my needs and that like people weren't going to reject me. Yes, some people did. Some people left my life because they couldn't, you know, they they didn't want to uphold my boundaries. And what I tell people now is that your boundaries are a filtering system. So they're going to filter people in and they're going to filter people out and it's all perfect. So yeah, that's, that's in a nutshell. And and the best place to start is just looking at your life and looking at the areas in your life where there feels like there is conflict, friction, misalignment, where there's resentment and just doing a bit of an audit and any, anywhere in your life where you feel anger towards someone or towards something is often a signal for boundaries to be put in place there as well
0: hmm and it takes um it, it sounds all well and good you know when you talk about like boundaries on on like this end of it but I remember the first time I said no I was like <gasps> you know all the like shaky hands and like I even got scared because I knew that I was going to come and share it here on the podcast so I was like oh my god I'm so excited to share this I just said no and the podcast episode is called I said no um oh but like now saying no is like oh water off a duck's back you know like if it's something I don't want to do it's very not often that I do it not wanting to do it do you know what I mean so it's a, a really the more you practice and build the boundaries the more towards like empowered and strong you can feel like I, I actually feel like a quite energetically strong which is something I never thought I'd be able to say when I was in like you know peanut era <laughs>
1: Yeah. Cause that's you reclaiming your power and that's really mm-hmm. what boundaries do is it just pulls all of your power back to you and you get to plug any of your energy leaks. Yeah. Um, and the part about confidence, you know, nobody feels confident setting their boundaries. We weren't born confident setting boundaries and I just put up an Instagram post about confidence just before this podcast recording and confidence isn't something that you're born with. It's something that you cultivate through practice. And so, yeah, you're gonna suck at your first boundaries. It's like the first pancake that you bake, right? Like it's shit and you <laughs> wanna throw it away, <laughs> but you eat the next one and the next one gets better. And then eventually you're really good at making the pancakes. And so we get to build our capacity for things being uncomfortable mm-hmm. and the more that you practice boundaries. And so we can build confidence two ways, through practice. So practicing our boundaries, and through gathering evidence and gathering evidence when it comes to boundaries means you set the boundary and no one died and no one rejected you and you didn't lose anything and you didn't fall over and it was okay and you've got evidence that it's going to be okay and so that's that's how we get confident at boundaries there's no silver bullet it's just doing it
0: i know i feel like it always comes down to just gotta just gotta do it (laughs)
1: like nike were right like just do it (laughs)
0: Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for for sharing that, Anna. And one thing I would like to sort of touch on a little bit is um is the breathwork facilitation because I'm a Reiki master and I know for me Reiki is my like healing modality. So I assume with you the same thing with the breathwork. Mm -hmm. So how did that come about? Was it yeah? How did breathwork fall into your life and now into your coaching?
1: That's so interesting. I always said I would never teach breathwork. I remember going to a workshop in LA, um, I think it was 2017, and I did my first breathwork there. And then in 2018, I went to the next level of that workshop and there was 60 or 70 of us in a room doing breathwork. And for about 45 minutes to an hour, which is a pretty long breathwork journey for your first experience. And the noises that I heard in that room and the the sights that i saw <laughs> i was just like what is this what is going on and i wasn't having much of an experience it felt good it felt like quite a, a release but i certainly wasn't like levitating or leaving my body like most of the people in the room were and then over time i got more and more curious and i started to notice a lot of coaches were weaving breathwork into their practice and i ran a workshop a couple of years ago with a girlfriend in brisbane who was a breathwork facilitator and I taught about manifestation at the workshop and I was just like no nah, it's not for me like this is too full on I can't my nervous system can't hold this mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. holding people when they're writhing in pain and when they're screaming and they're howling and you know just all of the stuff that can happen in a breathwork practice and then I got really real and I got really honest with myself and the level of transformation and healing that I want to facilitate in my clients There's only so far that you can go with with mindset work. And I became really passionate about learning about trauma and generational trauma and ancestral trauma and all of the traumas. And I did some training under trauma and I thought, "I I need something else. I need a somatic practice in my tool belt. And having had anxiety in the past, my breath was always the first thing to go. I struggled to breathe. And so I knew that there was a lot of work there to do. And at the height of my anxiety, I went and saw a breathing, like a breathing instructor. She was like a breathing physiotherapist who taught me how to breathe again. And so I just knew that there was so much power in learning how to tap back into that. And then I went to more workshops. I went to the Awaken Breathwork workshop with fellow Kiwis, Heller and Lucas, and fell in love with it. And then now here I am, I love it. Oh, amazing. So amazing. it was resistance. To put it in a nutshell, it was just like resistance. The thing scares me and it was that scare, scare excitement yes. and I did it.
0: I'm so proud of you. and I'm Thank so happy you. you did because I feel like the practices that you, well, that you post about on the social medias feel mm. so um, freeing and like and healing and I haven't done a full full breath work session I have heard like how out of this world amazing it is but the small like I've done a couple little ones at cacao ceremonies and things like that and um in my like little kundalini yoga as well there's a couple of different like breaths that you can use in the movement and it really it took me a little while to get the hype of the I saw this and like this thing happened. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. At first I'm like, okay, what the hell? I just kind of can't breathe or focus on the breathing because it's distracting my like monkey mind. Um, but then when you kind of keep at it, I feel like some amazing things and shifts kind of did start to happen. I still haven't had like the wow, like God moment <laughs> that people have had. But I feel yeah. like a million bucks after the tiny little bursts of of breathing that i've had so um yeah i'm happy to know you and and have someone in my in my not my tool belt but like my collection now of people that i can go to for for something like that because i do know how powerful it truly can be
1: yeah for sure yeah and one of the biggest things they taught us at breathwork school was to be a genderless because if you go in there saying i need to meet god or i need to leave my body or i need to have this big experience Mm -hmm. like smaller is better you know like simple is better and the breath is so powerful and you're always going to get what you need in a session whether that is like a massive cathartic release or whether that's just like a total feeling of elation being a genderless, and we can apply that to any area of life right like being unattached to the outcome dropping our expectations with things and just allowing life to unfold as it's meant to i think there's so much power in that
0: absolutely i do this thing at work sometimes which is absolutely ridiculous because one of my like big things is I don't have time I don't have time like for anything and t- so time is this big thing so I'll be at work and I have to really pull myself up on this but I started to notice like how I'd go put my lunch in the microwave and then I'll put it on for two minutes Then I quickly run around to the other side of the floor do wheeze make sure I get back to utilize that two minutes like while my lunch was cooking and fill up my drink bottle and do all these things in the two minutes rather than just stand there and one day I was like, why am I running around like a headless chicken in the two minutes when Mm -hmm. I could just stand here for two minutes and literally just breathe, not special breathe, just breathe, you know, like, why am I like working my ass off (laughs) and not giving myself two minutes of the day? You know what I mean? And um, so, yeah, I feel like that little tiny moment of just like standing at the microwave breathing (laughs) was so powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah it's called it's called non-demand time like time where we're literally doing nothing there's no demands we're not trying to achieve anything and you know we have such an addiction to doing we have such an addiction to accomplishment and a lot of women that i work with they derive their validation from doing like the more things that i can do the more worthy i am the more successful i am the more whatever my the higher my self-worth is and it's simply not true because we put all of our power in these things outside of us of like I crossed off all of my things on my to-do list or I've accomplished this, I've accomplished that. Yeah, but did you know yourself? Like, were you present to any of it? Did you breathe deeply into your abdomen? Did you, you know, do you feel proud of of those things? So there's so much power in that. Non-demand time, put it in your notes.
0: Non-demand time. Oh my God, I love this episode. I want to talk to you forever. (laughs) I've got so much I want to ask. Um, Anna, before we kind of like wrap up, What, um, a question that I ask all my, all my guests that visit us on the podcast is what does being a walnut mean to you?
1: Mm, I love this. I feel like being a walnut is, is it walnut or walnut? God. Um, (laughs) is like the walnut just doesn't, isn't trying to be any other nut, right? They're not trying to be a macadamia nut. They're not trying to be any other, like an almond, you know, and like fit in a bit more. (laughs) They're just like standing in their power, standing in their own lane. They're self-led. They're not asking questions about like, am I there yet? They're just, they're detached from the timeline. They're just trusting their path. They're trusting the unfolding. And I think they're underrated. They're the ones to watch those walnuts the end <laughs> <laughs> full stop
0: I'm done <laughs> I love that I put a little in my eye that's um, oh. a that's a very lovely analogy and actually quite personal to me I love that thank you so much for sharing that um that take on being a walnut and I appreciate that so much <laughs> where if if the walnuts are listening and they're like holy shit I need to snoop this this woman she's amazing take all my money do all your free masterclasses. all the things where do you like to hang out on the internet?
1: so mostly social media so i'm uh, sorry mostly instagram the social medias um <laughs> so i'm just annasquelch.com on instagram i love it when people come in my dms and want to have chats and want to ask questions and want to engage so my dms are always open uh my website is annasquelch.com my main the main way of working with me high touch point is my program which is called selfish Um, we're just about to start the next round July 18th, so it might be a little bit late for people, but the next round starts in October and that's a seven week program, teaching you self-leadership, teaching recovering people pleasers how to put themselves first and become selfish, become self-led and to regulate their nervous systems so they don't get burnt out. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my baby. I've got a lot more things. I've also got a free online community, which is called a higher ground. So. There's a link in my Instagram bio to join that. We've got 150 women from all over the world who are interested in growth and personal development and connection and all the things. And my OnlyFans? No, I'm kidding. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Just Instagram. <laughs>
0: Just the one. Oh my gosh, they called me it's so funny. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Anna, and so before we we finish 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 if there is a walnut listening that's like feeling like a butthole feeling like they never put themselves first have you got like one little piece of guidance that's on your heart that you're feeling like really needs to come out of your mouth and into
1: the world and into the ears of a walnut that's listening right now oh my god the pressure (laughs) i think the thing that i would just say is like you matter you're worthy you would not be here if you were not meant to be here like of all the like of all the possibilities and chances and that that sperm met that egg and that you are here and that you're you know doing the thing there is so much reason and there is so much purpose behind you being here and so you owe it to yourself to really enjoy the journey so choose really high caliber people to spend your time with and know that boundaries are your greatest support system know that connecting to yourself through white space and non-demand time is one of the most powerful gifts that you will give yourself and investing in coaching and mentorship is also just yeah receiving support and receiving guidance is one of the best things that you will ever do for yourself as well so you're worthy you matter in a nutshell the end
0: amazing amazing yes it's so nice to have somebody fully in your corner isn't it to just be your cheerleader, no matter what, rather than, you know, you've got your friends, your family, but like, I feel like it's just just an extra level of of support for yourself as a treat for yourself. So, um, Mm. Yeah, Walnut, if you enjoyed this episode, please tag us on the Instagrams and let us know. Join the Walnut tree to discuss further. And I'll put all of Anna's stuff into the show notes. But thank you, Walnut, for your time and and for being here. And Anna, thank you so much for um connecting with me, for all you do in the world. And I love how in your bio you kind of like talk about a no-fluff um, you know, way of getting stuff done. But like I don't think I shared this with you, but like, you know, sometimes when people message me on Instagram, I get the immediate <clears throat> like sacral, uh, don't, you know. <laughs> but when you messaged me, I feel like because you have that, like, no fluff, I am me, I'm happy who I am. It just came across straight away. And I was like, I need to talk to this woman. So Aww. thank you for the opportunity to have this chat for all you do for your clients and for your future clients and for taking the time to... um to reach out to me as well because it's thank been you. such a pleasure and i'm so looking forward to a lifelong friendship
1: <laughs> yay and part two and three and four <laughs> Exactly. thank you so much lara thank you for receiving my message and for voice noting back and, and letting me come on the podcast
0: <laughs> have a happy walnut wednesday and i will talk to you next week Bye. bye